The FM Evolution podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. Focus on your family. We have a family first core value. And it means that we sometimes have to sacrifice family for work and we sacrifice work for family. It's a give and take. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the evolution. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on-site 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. What's up, guys? It is Sean Black at FM Evolution. Hey, welcome back to another show. We're excited to continue our leadership series with our friend Jim Robinson. Hey, Jim, how you doing, buddy? Hey, good morning, guys. <laughs> Great to be back on the show today. Thank you for having me. Love doing these shows with you. Uh, it seems we do them on Fridays mostly, but I'm excited for today. It's a great day. I know Mondays are the best day of the week for you, but I love Fridays too, So, because we get to do this. That's why I'm excited for that. Most depressing day of the week, right here. <laughs> That's right. Everybody's already checked out halfway in the bar already. <laughs> uh, check, please. Uh, you know what? Uh, for those who don't know Jim, Jim is the president and CEO of CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, Inc. Uh, Jim's also an author, a business coach, a speaker, chairman of a nonprofit organization, and, of course, a leader in his industry. I think you do all that before coffee. <laughs> well, coffee's not until about 7, so, yeah, that's... Get most of that done between 4 and 7 pretty much every morning. Oh, man. Well, we got some great content today. We're going to be talking, of course, about leadership. And uh, so we're going to hop into this. I have some good questions I want to go, to, go through with you, Jim. Um, Let's do it. You know what? One of the things that we talk about a lot here uh, is really kind of leading by example. And there was a, a recent Forbes article. I know we like Forbes. Um, and it says, hey, lead and treat your team the way you expect to be treated and how you expect them to treat your customers. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Do you, do you agree with that? How do you feel about that? Is that uh, is that the biggest news flash that's, of twenty twenty two? That's that's it. That's it's bam. Well, I'm, I'm fifty five, and my mother always taught me, you know, treat others as you has, how you want to be treated. So, if that's oh. news flash for twenty twenty two, we probably got bigger problems. Well. But it it is uh, it's it's the golden rule, that's right? It. It's not who wears the gold, where it has the rules. It's it's the golden rule. Let's treat others uh, how you want to be, you know, treated yourself. But it's you got to have a trickle through effect, and however you're treating your employees is exactly what they're going to do the, to your customer. Uh, so it's got to be kind, firm, straightforward, candid in some cases, 
uh, jovial and personable among everything else. You, you know, you deliver the three, four, six analytical pieces to your client. They all need that same same few things of content or data, but the personable service is the critical component. Uh, we do that here. We I definitely get involved. I we offer that personally. Uh, from me, usually to the employees, there's a personable touch in some cases. Uh, maybe they're struggling with something. Maybe they have a challenge. Uh, I jump in and uh, I add personable service. So treat others as you want to be respected, but add personable service. It, it makes a huge, huge difference for your employees because they'll do the same thing for your customer. It seems pretty simple. Honestly, I mean, you know, I, we always talk about like, hey, would you treat your grandmother like that? You know what I mean? <laughs> and no. That's a phrase I use all the time. Exactly. You know, I say you know, you know, profanity is not necessary. You can use the shock factor if you need to use profanity to do that. Certain groups, certain people maybe. But treat everyone like you treat your great-grandmother with the highest level of dignity, respect. Um, just treat everybody that way. And, that man, you, you're just not going to lose. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of one of those things that seems pretty common sense. But, I, you know, honestly... There's a lot of new leaders uh, who are listening to the show and, and you know, their experience has been quite different. I mean, they've had leaders or bosses or managers that are kind of uh, ruling with iron fist. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's the old phrase, but they weren't really led by anybody. You know, they were ruled by somebody. You know, they were threatened. They were, it was all fear-based. It wasn't true leadership. Leadership's not about fear. It's about growth. It's about opportunity. It's about helping somebody be their best. It is not fear-based at all. So the Iron Fist thing is you're going to prison nowadays <laughs> if you do something stupid like that. Uh, it's just that's really an asinine approach, and it's truly not leadership. I agree with you. A big part of, I think, a company's success is, is not only, you know, leading with that golden rule, but I think it's also really kind of finding the right people, Right. And and if they get if they're gonna match your your company or not, um, what for you? What do you believe is the most important thing uh, when hiring someone? Is it because they're qualified, or is it you know about matching the company culture or values? Well, they're aligning with cultures and values. You know, we we all have certain values. Those are gifts from mom, dad, grandma, grandpa. Everybody we were around in our youth is really truly who we become. And those impact moments, those people in our lives that in that moment it, that you remember, if you think about it right now, this moment, there's somebody in your life over the years that you can remember their name. And that name of that individual impacted you in some way. And they had some virtues or high core values that you adopted because it impacted you emotionally. And as you adopted those, that's what you share today. So we all have all kinds of gifts, all kinds of virtues, core values. Those are truly all gifts. We don't all align, but they're all gifts. It doesn't matter what walk of life you're from, what you do, or who you are. Those are all true gifts. In hiring for us, it is really important that we go through a process that we try to align majority of, most of, core values. Uh, because when you're in alignment, there's less friction. Mm. Less friction means... Uh, fluidity in how you're delivering service. Less friction um, frees up our time to do significantly more for the buyer, the client, the the one that we're here to serve. Uh, so yes, you do have to hire based on your your values, your virtues, your core. 
you want to align that as best you possibly can and during the interview process. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think you always told me that people, how does it go, that people uh, surround themselves with people they like or, or want to be like? Yeah, there's an old saying. I think I got it from Jim Rohn, quite frankly, and I could be wrong on this, so I don't want to misquote, mm-hmm. but there's a saying that says we like who we, who we are like or who we aspire to be like. And so when we interview, we are naturally trying to find who we are just like. Now, over the years, we've learned there's a, there's a psychology to this. Over the years, we've learned that we can get more focused on that. We can spend more time aligning those values. And then you know, your delivery of service is going to be significantly different. So, yeah, we like who we're like or who we aspire to be like. Everyone else isn't in the circle. It's really that straightforward. When you start thinking about that, if you look at your circle, most people are really aligned. They're, they're really alike. They like the same thing. They go to the same restaurants. They drive similar cars. There's a lot of similarities uh, in your circles. Uh, so do that. Do, do it with intentionality when you're uh, getting ready to go through the interview process. Be very intentional in that and align that. Do you think, I mean, we talk about hiring people that have most of your core values, but is it, are you, do you believe that we can instill core values in people or is that they kind of have to come with them? How does that work? Core values come with you. It's uh, You can just adjust some of things some of the times, but they always revert back to who our true core mm. is. And so that's, to, to me, it's, you got to align these things because we do, they say, you know, there's another phrase, it's how we do anything is how we do everything. Ah, yes. How we do anything is how we do everything. And I've used that phrase for 20 years or more. And it's hard for people to grasp that concept. But as you start to revert back, particularly in stressful situations, when we think less, we are using less uh, of our brain and we're using more of our core value to guide us. Mm. It's really important that we get that that right. We align that because that's what we revert to when we're under pressure. We become who we are. They say, you know, when you make a lot of money, it only heightens who you are. So it's the same. It's the same principle when you're under stressful situations. You make a lot of money. It just heightens who you are. And so those core values really, truly need to align uh, to win. Uh, to win with the company, win with the client. I agree. It makes total sense to me. And so I think really focusing on that when you're hiring is, is critical. You know, one of the things that is really coming up, uh, it came up in 21, but really, really is uh, taking over the conversation in 22 is helping your, your, your team grow and, and really training them and developing them. Um, there was a, a recent article on entrepreneur.com uh, that said that listed investing in your employees and developing one as one is the most important things that you can do in the upcoming year. I, I think it's kind of a given. That's part of our culture here. But for those who are kind of new to developing, how do you prioritize your team's development, both personally and professionally? Well, you know, back in the 80s, uh, we we created an education program that's available to all of our employees. We did that when we had, you know, 15 or 20 people. And I just back then, I just thought it was critical that one, there was some influence in that in the growth, because usually not growing is significantly easier. It's more, it's much more comfortable. You have to have some programs easily accessible. You have to lead people into that. It's like when you're getting ready to go off to school, your mom and dad certainly had an influence there. When you're getting ready to go to college, 
you know, friends, mom, dad, everybody had an influence there, encourage you to go. It's the same thing in your professional life. People have to influence that. And your leaders around you, those mentors, those people that matter, need to influence that. In the 80s, we did, we adopted an education program. We've had it all along. And I can tell you, historically, most people don't leverage that uh, unless you're influencing that. And then a few years back, we came up with something that I consider extremely unique. I've never heard of another company doing it. But when we send people to certain events, uh, we made them go get their wives, their spouse, their husband's yeah. significant other. And we made it to where they could only go if they had their significant other sign up as well. And the reason I did that was because I realized that we were growing people through education and process. And then we were creating problems at home mm. because the, they weren't growing in unison. They weren't experiencing those same types of things and expanding and I don't know how I came up with it. I just said, geez, we need to educate both. If we're going to do one, we've got to get them both. So everybody's growing together. And so we've done that on several occasions over the last six, eight, ten years. And it's just been a, a radical shift because, one, you can go home and speak to the spouse or significant other and the same thing that you are both learning. Mm -hmm. And there's a both big growth opportunity. And I've done it to where I said, you know, you can't go unless you can convince your significant other to go. So go home, put on the sales hat, <laughs> make it happen. Come back, let's get it scheduled and planning. So we'll still do that. We'll continue to do that. We'll, we'll open those doors. We keep those doors open. Education is critical. Well, I'll tell you, being on the receiving end of that program, both before and after the change, uh, it's it's tremendously impactful. Like when I, when you, when you sent us, I was going through all these changes and growing. And of course my wife's like, oh, that's awesome. But honestly, there is kind of a disconnect with that. And I don't think a lot of people catch that. And then she will, you give her opportunity for her to go. And what a huge difference. Honestly, it takes the professional career up to a whole different level, but the, the, the impact on your home life is phenomenal. Like we were able to be on a whole different plane together and, and really kind of yeah. understand each other so much better. So I think that's a big shift. Yeah. If more people adopted that, I, I, just, I know it's not the norm. It is not normal at all. In fact, you're right. I have never heard of it's, it. I, I, I've never heard of another mm -hmm. company. I'm involved with a lot of leadership groups and I do a lot of coaching, but I've never heard of anyone else doing it. I've certainly told a lot of people about the plan and why, why we do it, why we believe that way. I, I just seen too much, um, too much chaos in the home life and that creates chaos in the professional yep. life because how we do anything is do how everything. we do everything. <laughs> and it's so critical that everybody's growing together. We need to be doing that as a team in a collaborative way. And that includes our significant others at the house. So, you know, we have a lot of listeners that are in different places in their life, different phases, seasons, management levels. Um, for those people, the listeners who are not receiving opportunities to develop at work, what are some of the ways that they, they can do this on their own? Uh, well, it takes a, a drive, some a mentor to help lead that. Complacency is so simple, right? It, you can just go sit on the couch. It's so easy to do. Growing, being intentional in that, signing up for something, writing the check, sliding the credit card, whatever you got to do to get that thing paid, to be able to join into you know whatever group it is, join a mastermind group, go to an event, go to a class, take a course, do online, do virtual stuff, do, do in-person stuff. You got to take initiative. That's so critical. As leaders, mentors, we have a responsibility to influence pretty much everybody around us. 
And my my purpose has always been grow people, give them through, grow them through experiences and education. And that's what I've spent my entire life doing is giving people different experiences and growing them through an opportunity of education. But that takes initiative on the individual. And so if you don't have a support system in, the, in a company where you're working, you may want to consider looking at another company. Um, if you're not in a grow growth pattern now, to, today, if you've got a company you're employed by that doesn't have that level of participation, you're in the wrong company. Yeah. They're, they're about to die, and they're going to take you down. <laughs> Make true. a move. Just shift. Go go get involved where people are growing, where there's enthusiasm, where there's just excitement, things changing all the time. And it doesn't mean that you have to go uh, get a master's degree. It means you have to have experiences, whether that's team building, that's an event, that's a conference, that's you know some kind of outside participation, community involvement, contribution to others. All of that opens us, expands us, and it gives us brand new experiences and opportunities to learn. So be involved in somehow. I love that, man. That's great advice. One of the things that I, going forward in this year, it, things are so complex and in and, and just all the moving parts that's, that is 2022 and really kind of was 2021 and how people are adapting. Um, as organizations continue to grow and adapt, you know, things tend to get more complicated, you know, what, what are ways that leaders can help kind of keep things simple, simplify their lives, maybe automate the organizations or kind of, you know, drown down the noise. A bull weapon, a chair is always very helpful. <laughs> well, that, yeah. It's like taming the, taming the beast, man, taming the line. Um, technology is a critical component. Today, we're really in a digital age. We're in the digital age. It's been growing. It's been adapting very quickly. And I, I was talking the other day with some folks, and I, and oddly enough, we're getting ready to shift out of a software program. Mm -hmm. We're getting a brand new program. It's already antiquated before we even put it in our system. It's already antiquated because we're we're moving at breakneck speed digitally today. So as leaders, people that you know, technology wise, if you're not on technology, you may as well go hang up your hat. And forget about it because you're so far behind already. I don't claim to be the, the greatest tech guy in the world, but I can tell you I do everything from my phone at any time I, I need to get it done. That includes buying a vehicle, ordering food for the team, booking a reservation. There's an app for everything. You got to get on there because not only are the apps efficient, it's saving us time from getting there, going someplace to go buy something, we can simplify that. It doesn't matter where you shop. You can simply buy it online, curbside it, have it delivered. It doesn't matter. Hell, even Uber and Lyft will deliver for you. It, do it doesn't matter. But use the use the technology that's available and know that I was Dan Cathy one time. This is, this is only a couple of years back. Talking with Dan Cathy, he says that he learns a brand new app every single day. It's one of his targets. Every single day, he learns a brand new app. He says some of them are just junk. You throw them away. So what? But he expands himself. He's in his in his 60-something. But he's still learning that because he you have to stay current. Mm -hmm. You have to stay technologically advanced. So he learns a brand new app every day. I'm, I'm not that guy. But I definitely have apps, and I use all of my apps, maximize them every single day. And, yes, I've deleted several apps that I just don't need. Yeah. But through music, through uh, education, through reading, everything is done techno technology-wise. I heard, I was listening uh, 
I don't know what I was listening to. It was, I was getting some content. I was uh, going through and doing research. And one of the things I came across said that in the next 10 years, we'll advance more than we have in the last 100. Just because we're on this exponential curve of technology and growth. And there's so many things that's going to change our lives dramatically. It's going to be, it's going to be incredible. It really, really is. Even with the, the AI that's happening right now in, in marketing and in day to day stuff, it's just incredible how much technology is changing the way we do business. Is, um, if, if out of all the platforms and apps that you're using, is there anything that you would recommend to someone? Like you're finding like, oh, this is cool. I would, I like to use this app. Um, nothing that's unique that everybody else is probably not already on. Um, but definitely, uh, procuring things, uh, ordering cars, buying, literally buying vehicles. Yeah. I mean, I, I was on a website last night and, and I was ordering a truck, um, <laughs> helping procurement get this executed. We're, we're really on a ramp up. We're hiring one to three people a week right now. We really got to get a lot of vehicles in. And I, I helped last night and I ordered a truck and it's, um, so just buying online and simplifying that, it took me 15 minutes to order a truck versus the three or four hours to drive down or deal with it's, you know, salespeople and whatever else. I just got online and just ordered it. It's, um, I don't know, it's usually capitalize on the apps, uh, your reading apps, your educational opportunities, uh, all my calendars are all on, on apps. Uh, all my goal setting is all on apps, uh, all of that. Everything I track, all my note-taking, all my audible. I'm driving down the highway. I leave myself notes audibly um, so I can reflect back. What was I thinking? What was I talking about? Some of it goes in books. Some of it goes to, to teams. Some of it goes to a food for thought series. But capitalize on the technology. It's critical today, and it accelerates how much you get done even though it can add complications, it does accelerate <laughs> what you're getting done on a, on the daily. It does. It, it does indeed. You know, with that kind of acceleration with those apps and all the stuff we've been talking about, there is kind of a, a push also to kind of prioritize important things in people's life outside work, right? And, and, and there's this big, when we talk about the great resignation where people are moving and, and changing jobs because they want to, quote unquote, kind of find balance, um, you know, and there's also a quote that says, I want my family to get the best of me, not the rest of me. <laughs> I know you have some personal feelings about this, but, <laughs> but <laughs> how, how do you think maintaining uh, health is important to outside, you know, outside the business? Is it key? Is it like good mental health, good physical health? What's your opinion? Uh, oh yeah, all of that. <laughs> I, there's a lot, that was a handful of that questions. Was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot, but you know, early on today, I, I have a very different approach and, and what, you know, commitment looks like <laughs> I used to, you know, if you're not working 60, you're not committed. And just this week I had a conference call with, uh, one of our regional people up in uh, Northern California. And I just said that, you know, how, how, what kind of hours are you working? He says, well, I'm working 60 plus. And I said that you get six months because you're new in your job. I'm going to give you six months. Keep working 60 because you're learning all this stuff and there's some intake to that. But at six months, I'm not going to allow 45 over because it, you're taken away from family. It's just crazy. And I base all of those findings today on how I built CGP years ago. I wasn't around. 
I worked day and night shift. My wife really didn't see me for 12 to 15 years while I was busy focusing on building the business. And not everybody needs to work those kind of shifts. Yeah. Sometimes it's in your core. Sometimes you're working that hard because you're trying to escape something. I suggest your mental health, get it put in check, find out what's really going on. But there's zero reason to work that many hours because you're accomplishing so much digitally, technology-wise, using platform software and engaging collaborative efforts to accomplish bigger goals. There's really no reason to work those kind of just crazy hours. So focus on your family. We have a family first core value. And it means that we sometimes have to sacrifice family for work and we sacrifice work for family. That's a give and take. So internally for us, it's really pay attention what that looks like. Um, don't, don't spend the 55, 60 hour work weeks. It's not going to accomplish anything. Quite frankly, you burn out mentally and you accomplish less. And then you're, you have a shorter life expectancy in role. Uh, just because you're working silly hours, and you're really not accomplishing things. Your premium accomplishments, 40, 45 hours for you know leadership role. Mm -hmm. um, but each individual has to choose. What does that look like? Maybe your spouse doesn't want you back at home. Just keep working. I don't know. They <laughs> can choose those numbers, but it, I, I, that's why I say what I'd say today. And I do pay attention to my team because I see that they become workaholics by nature. They think they can just keep getting more done. And I just, I just intervene and say, there's, there's zero reason I want you here. I really want you to get focused on the 45 if you're in a management role, uh, 45 hours. That's because you're going to be here before the team shows up and you're going to be there when they leave. But that's it. Work your tail off while you're involved. Uh, you may have to take a phone call from time to time. It's an accumulative time but have some protected time with family. It's critical. You know, it's interesting. Entrepreneurship and being a, a business owner, it is, it is, it's kind of, you're a different animal. You know, it's like, it, it takes a certain kind of someone to do that because uh, those kind of hours are like, I wouldn't wish that on a lot of people. It's, it's not easy. It's very difficult. Um, I was actually listening to an interview with Elon Musk and even before the model three was rolling out, he was working 22 hours a day and sleeping on the factory floor. It's just, and he's like, I wouldn't wish on anybody. Yeah. You know, that's incredible. So I, I think you're right. Having balance is critical for, uh, for employees and, and for leaders. Uh, and, but you do, you do have to commit. And, and when, it, when it needs to happen, you just got to make it happen as well. It's give and take. It, there is a give and take. Yeah, I'm not saying that there's some weeks you, you may not crank up, but yeah. it's the ones that I get very concerned about when they they consistently say that they're, you know, in that 60, 70 hour work week. I'm like, there's, there's a problem there. It wasn't just an escalation, a peak and drop. It, yep. It's literally an issue. And I, I go at it. Uh, I intervene in that. I'm just like, you're not welcome here after that. You got to go home we need to dig deeper in this and get this problem solved. But it, your job isn't taking that kind of hours ever get more organized, figure out how to make things fluid, collaborate. You've got to be able to delegate. You got to be able to work with the team. And when you start hoarding tasks, your hours are going to skyrocket. You'll accomplish less and you'll lose a lot of respect and trust from the team. I, I think it's great advice. Uh, I had one follow up thing. I want to ask you now that we are where we are in, in CGP, you know, 36, 37 years, almost. Coming up on uh, 38 and on 38? Gosh, time goes fast. It's crazy. With that. It is crazy because I started when I was two. 
So I'm gonna I'm coming up on forty. <laughs> yeah, I should be too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a lot. I had a full head of hair, and and all my gray was really the. I had the same color of hair. Now it's all replaced when I started here. So it time goes really fast. Um, but have you seen a difference in like the way that you spend time with family now versus then? I mean, have you done? Th- have you left work for special events and go? Okay, this is it. I gotta be here. And uh, I got to prioritize this family time right now. You know, in emergency situations, there is zero question about how that's going to work for me. Uh, it used to be vastly different. There was there was no compromise to go home ever. It was I I had a really high calling to deliver and make sure things were flowing for the families that serve our clients, and it was imperative for me to make sure things were because it was just me that I had to be involved in all those components to make sure we didn't fail and that we could serve the families that were serving with us. So I spent an inordinate amount of time and I did sacrifice and that's why today I'm so adamant about others not doing that. Um, Being able to deliver on when the family needs you, I'm the first now to drop and run. And it didn't used to be that way 15, 20 years ago. But today, it's, it doesn't matter who's calling in. I shifted that, by the way, by writing that in my goals. Mm. Literally made a goal that I would refocus my time and effort to go see family, visit them, travel to see family, and connect and be able to meet some of their needs. Because they have questions. They want to know, what you know, what are you doing? And um, so I've, I've gone out of my way to do that. Um, and I'm going to continue that. It's still on my goal, by the way. It is a very clearly written goal of how much time I'm spending with family. Um, so it, it is a diligent effort. It's a major focus. And if somebody calls on me, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm going to go help and serve and whoever that is. Great recommendation, I think, for everyone when you're writing goals is to balance that life out, include that in your goals and include your family, you know. And so with that kind of focus, you know, it, it just sets you up for a success. Uh, and, and being very productive in both your, your family life, but also your work life, your career. Good advice. That's it, man. Listen, we're out of time. I can't believe it. it's gone like this. We're going to wrap We've up. We've only here. been on for like three minutes. So I, that's, I, that's outstanding. I, it goes really quick. Almost a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Jim, thank you for joining us. I can't wait to have you on again. There's so much leadership to cover and, and I'm excited to jump into more topics with you. Uh, we'll have you back on again. I can't wait for that. Um, you know, for those who are listening, if you had one piece of advice for leadership to give them this week, what would it be, sir? Go all in and collaborate. Go all in and collaborate. Expand your experiences. Go do stuff. Go do stuff. You figure out what it is. Go do stuff. And it'll expand you because when we get out there, we go to restaurants, we go to resorts, we do things. It opens us. We have an experience. It grows us because it teaches us what we don't know, gives us an opportunity to learn so we can impact other lives. Get out and serve somebody. See who follows. Become that leader that you need to be. But do it. Don't hesitate. Pass this moment. Forget Friday. Forget that. It means grow today. Grow. Today is that day. Saturday's that day. Spend time with family. That'll grow you. Get out there. Serve somebody else, not self. Great advice. I think especially right now, as things continue with where we are, uh, it's very relevant and uh, good advice, man. Thank you. 
Uh, for all those who are listening on your favorite pod platform, hey, give us a like, uh, subscribe, and don't forget to leave us a question. We'd love to hear more leadership questions from you guys for Jim. And so we'll, you know, we'll add those, we'll follow up, and we'll reply back to you. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're watching on YouTube, hey, don't forget to hit the little bell for notifications and uh, give us a like. We'd love to hear from you. If we're providing value, um, you know, give us a like. We'd love to kind of uh, make sure we're you're continuing to grow and develop and, and give you guys new content. So thank you, everyone at the audience, from everyone at FM Evolution. Jim, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Thank you. We'll see you next time. See you next time.